1: Thank you for joining us today. Pastor Rander's message awakens this question in us. What is God's will for my life now that I am saved? Given life's circumstances, we may need to ask this question more than once. God gives us free will. He doesn't force himself on us. So it is up to us to seek, study, obey, and meditate on his word if we are to reap all of the blessings that come from serving him. We will fall immeasurably short of what he has in store for us if we do anything less. You'll want to take notes, so have your Bible, pen, and paper ready.
2: Turn with us to Proverbs 3, chapter 3, verses 5 and 6. And then we'll look at Acts chapter 9 and 6. Two particular passages of scriptures. We will not finish this message uh, this morning because it is too uh, pregnant with truth. It is a very, very critical message in the times in which we live, and it is our prayer that you not only come next Sunday, but bring someone with you as well. I want to preach this morning on the subject, how to know the will of God for my life. How to know the will of God for my life. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths. Then in the book of Acts, you have a verse, particularly Acts chapter 9, verse 6, it says, So he trembling and astonished said, Lord, what do you want me to do? Lord, what do you want me to do? What a question. What a question for teenagers. What a question for adults. What a question for seniors. What a question for all of us who are here. What does the Lord want me to do in this season of my life? The greatest decision that anyone can make in life is to receive the Lord Jesus Christ as his or her personal savior. That's the greatest decision you can make is to receive Christ Jesus as your personal savior. After trusting Christ as your savior, your only Lord and God, I believe the next greatest question in your life is what is God's will for my life now that I am saved by the blood of Jesus Christ? What is his will for my life now that I'm saved? This is a great question because it is the same question that Saul asked when radically saved by the Lord on the road to Damascus. If you turn to Acts chapter 9, verses 3 through 6, you see some additional verses as it relates to Saul's conversion. Acts chapter 9, verses 3 through 6, it says, As he journeyed, he came near Damascus, and suddenly a light shone around him from heaven. Then he fell to the ground and heard a voice saying to him, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? And he said, who, 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 who? who are you, Lord? Oh, he knew who he was. He just called him Lord. Then the Lord said, I am Jesus. I know Saul was shocked. He had letters and authorization from the authorities to persecute to persecute saints. Uh, He was headed in town to wreak havoc with the Lord's people, but God mysteriously, miraculously interrupted Saul's plan, knocked him off the beast. Blinded him. He said. Who are you Lord? And the Lord said. I'm Jesus. <laughs> I'm the resurrected Lord. Uh, then the Lord said. I'm Jesus whom you are persecuting. You see the communion. With the Lord and the church. When you attack. The Lord's church. You are attacking the Lord himself. I am Jesus whom you are persecuting. It is hard for you to kick against the goads. He said, what's a goad? So that's, that's a pointed stick. It's a stick with a point on it to move the cattle, to move the, the beast, the oxen along when they're moving a little t- slow. Look at verse six. And he trembling and astonished, said, oh, 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 oh Lord, this man was messed up by then because he just thought he he thought he had those Christians in his hand. Oh, Lord, what do you want me to do? Then the Lord said to him, arise and go into the city and you will be told what you must do. After Saul was converted by God on the road to Damascus, the first question he asked the Lord was, what, Lord, what do you want me to do? So many Christians struggle with the question of what is God's will for my life? Because God has given us free will. All of you are free volitional creatures. You have the right to choose. That's a gift from God. The ability to choose is a gift from God. God didn't make us like robots. where we don't have a choice. Adam and Eve chose to rebel against God because they had free will in the garden. Because God has given us free will, we can miss God's will for our lives through ignorance. We can miss God's will for our lives through self-reliance. And we can miss God's will for our lives through disobedience. You need to be writing everything I write down. I'm trying to save you some time. I'm trying to save you some misdirection. I'm trying to, I'm trying to save you some, uh, confusion of purpose. You see. So because you have free will, you have a choice. And many miss God's will because of ignorance, self-reliance, And disobedience. If you are a genuine disciple, if you are a genuine learner and follower of Christ, then this is a very valid question because life is filled with all kinds of decisions. Decisions that can bless your life or decisions that can actually wreck your life. You get to choose these life choices. Uh, what decisions for example you need to know the will of god when making decisions about what sports to play you need to, you need to know the will of god about what college to attend what academic and career path you're going to follow what church should you be a member of or where should you live decisions about who you should marry when you should marry when should when should you start a family Should I buy a home now? How will I care for my aging parents? How do I manage God's money wisely? When should I retire? And so many more questions of life. Beloved, God does not want you fuzzy about his will. God doesn't want you uncertain about his will. And God doesn't want you unsure when it comes to knowing his will for your life. Therefore, the Lord has led me to do a couple of messages to hopefully bring clarity when it comes to knowing God's will for your life. The will of God is not going to be revealed through your fuzzy feelings. It's not going to be revealed through your dynamic intellect, or your degrees and certifications. The will of God is not going to be revealed through human wisdom or by accidents or chance. There are criteria for knowing God's will for your life. And you need to write these down so that you can have purpose and meaning and direction to your life. What is God's criteria for knowing his will for your life?
1: God will gladly take over navigating our lives when we surrender to him. He's standing on the outside waiting for us to open the door of our hearts from the inside. We must let him in and give him complete control. As Pastor Rander continues today's message, listen closely as he focuses in on God's criteria for knowing his will and what we must willingly do to live in him, through him, and for him. God must always be first in all things, and we must submit to his lordship in all things. Remember to keep your Bible, pen, and paper handy.
2: What is God's criteria for knowing his will for your life? Number one, you cannot even know the will of God for your life unless you first have a personal relationship with him. If you don't know the Lord Jesus Christ for yourself, how can you know the will of God without knowing God? Isaiah 45, says, look to me. If you want to know God's will? You got to look to Jesus. You can't look to money. You can't look to friends. You can't look to televisions. You can't you can't look to technology. He says, look to me, God, and be saved. You got to know the Lord. All you ends of the earth, for I am God and there is no other. Acts 4.12 says, nor is there salvation in any other, no other way to be saved. For there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. But Jesus Christ, and then Acts chapter 3 verses 30 and 31 also says, truly these times of ignorance God overlooked, but now commands all men, all people, men, women, boys and girls, everywhere to repent, say repent. That's a strange word. You don't even hear it in churches today. Regrettably repent verse 31, because he has appointed a day on which he will judge the world in righteousness by the man. Jesus Christ is, is God man in heaven whom he has ordained. He has given assurance of this to all by raising him from the dead. We don't serve a dead God. We serve a risen Savior. Say, risen Savior. He's alive. God, the Son, is alive. And the will of God is only revealed through believing in Christ's deity. You say, what does deity mean? His Godness. The will of God, you must believe in God, that Jesus is God. If you don't believe he is God, then you're not saved, which means you won't know his will. You uh, you, you must believe in his life, his burial, his death, our Lord's resurrection. You You must repent. You must confess your sins if you're going to know the will of God. Apart from a relationship with Christ, you cannot know the will of God for your life. So you got to know Jesus. If you don't know Jesus, you won't know his will. You must have the life of God living in your soul. Number two, how do you know God's will? To know God's will for your life, you must surrender your life to Christ and submit to his lordship. You must surrender your life to Christ and and submit to his lordship. To surrender to Christ is to submit to Christ which is to yield your body soul and spirit to him to surrender to Christ is to submit which is to yield your body soul and spirit to him uh, luke 6:46 says but why do you call me lord lord and do not the things which i say stop calling jesus lord if he's not Lord of your life, he does not want to be Lord of part of your life. He wants to be Lord of all of your life. He's either Lord of all or he's not Lord at all. To to yield to the Lordship of Jesus Christ is to obey Christ and to allow him to rule and reign over your life. That's the Lordship of Jesus Christ. Now, some people, they want Christ, but they don't want him to be Lord. But the Bible says, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved. To to yield to the Lordship of Christ is to obey Christ and to allow him to rule and reign over your life. James 4, 7a says, therefore, submit to God, yield to God, submit to God. If you're going to know his will. First Peter 5, 5, uh, chapter 5, verse 5 also says, likewise, you younger. Uh, you younger people, submit yourselves to the elders that, that's that 's seniors you seniors you ought not be disrespecting seniors. you need to honor honor the the agent you, you ought to not be hurting and scheming against older people. It also speaks to spiritual authority in the church you can 't know god 's will resenting spiritual authority, not wanting to hear the counsel of your pastor, the counsel of the counselors here at the church, the deacons of the church, the leadership, the coordinators, and so forth. Submit yourselves to the elders. Yes, n- not some of you. It says all of you, all of you under my voice. Now, we live in a very non-compliant society where people don't want to submit to anybody. You, you, uh, parents don't want to submit, uh, 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 submit uh, to their roles as parents, uh, uh, you got children don't want to submit to parents. Uh, you got students don't want to submit to teachers. you got citizens that don't want to submit to the laws of the land. And we live in a very non-submissive society, non-compliant, where everybody want to do what is right in their own eyes, and you can't know the will of God that way. It says, yes, all of you, be submissive, To one another. I'm called to serve you. You're called to serve me. And we're called to serve each other. We are our brother's keeper. And be clothed. You know what to be clothed? That means to be enveloped with humility. Your whole persona. Everything about you ought to be cloaked in humility. For God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Now, let's look at this text again. Don't go so fast. It says, if you want to know the will of God, you got to submit to God, uh, verse four, seven. First Peter five, five says, younger people submit. Okay. Then, yes, all of you be submissive to one another and be clothed with humility for God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. If you're not really ready to submit and humble yourself, you're not ready to know God's will for your life. The only way you can know the will of God for your life is to submit to Christ. Submit also to those in spiritual authority over you and then walk humbly before your God. You cannot know the will of God for your life living in pride where no one can tell you anything. Micah chapter 6 verse 8 says he has shown you O man what is good and what does the Lord require of you but to do justly to love mercy and to walk humbly with your God. In other words my friends the will of God will not be revealed where there is no submission or humility in your life which will result in you having no kingdom impact on yourself or others. If you want to submit, you don't want to humble yourself. You want to do it your way. Uh, you, 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 you want to be a renegade. You, you want to be just out there. Uh, with, with the Lord will let you do that to your own spiritual detriment. And you'll be no kingdom use to yourself, your family, or no one else. Number three, if you desire to know God's will for your life, then putting Christ first must be priority. How many you really want to know God's will for your life? How many, come on, how many really, don't fool me. Now, if you don't want to know God's will for your life, you already messed up. You need to come and meet Jesus. Because say folk really want to know what God, what Paul asked of the Lord. What would you have me to do? If you want to know God's will, then it is critical that you put God first. He must be number one. Matthew 6, 33 says, but seek first, first, not second, not first. Not 15th. First, the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things shall be added to you. Now, we, we, we got, we got that part really good. All these things shall be added to you. But you don't hear people putting emphasis on putting God first and living righteously. Now, now God will supply your needs as you put him what? First and live what? Righteously. Then he will add into your life, the necessities of life. You cannot know God's will for your life if he is always an afterthought. You kind of add him on after the fact. Not only must Christ be first, but you must also seek to live righteously before him. And when you're putting God first, not technology, not people, not, not, not yourself, not your agenda, When you wake up, say, God, what is your agenda for my life? Then God will reveal. He'll take delight in revealing what he'll have you to do so that you won't be headed down the wrong path in life. Number four. Here's how you know God's will for your life. Self-denial is very important when it comes to knowing God's will, self-denial. Matthew 16, 24, A says, Then Jesus said to his disciples, if anyone desires to come after me, underline these four words, let him deny himself. Now, after you get saved. Then the next issue is about you. Denying yourself for the cause of Christ. John 3 30, chapter 3, verse 30 says also, it also says, he must increase. Oh, God must increase. God must increase, but I but I must what? Decrease. As you're growing in Christ, it's less of you and more Christ. I don't not be well, you you ought to position yourself where you are always seen. Folk can't miss you. You dress so you can be seen you talk loud so you could be heard i mean it's always about jockeying to be first to deny yourself he you said what does it mean to deny yourself is to realize that it's not about you <laughs> you're not that important by the way it's not about you 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 think you're that important just die the world is not going to stop because you died. They come and cry over you and and they get outside and I've seen it. They light up some cigarettes, go eat some fried chicken and go play some dominoes and they just buried you the same day. I wonder, were those tears so real? I mean, hey girl, I haven't seen you since 1930. You know? Uh, To deny yourself is to realize it's not about you. To deny yourself it means it means to lose sight of oneself. It means to lose sight of one's interest for the sake of Christ. To lose sight of yourself. Uh, don't get stuck on yourself. This is no room for no time for being cocky, arrogant, puffed up, strutting around like a peacock. Lose lose sight of yourself. Uh Don't seek your own interests. Put Christ first. A spirit of selfishness will cloud the will of God in your life. Selfishness hinders you and I from knowing the will of God. Number five, how do you know how you know God's will? The closer you are to Christ, the better you will know his will. You want to know God's will? Get closer and closer and closer. James 4, 8a says, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Beloved, you cannot expect to know God's will being distant, estranged from him and backslidden from him. The further you get from God, the less you know about God, the less you know about his direction for your life. Spiritual intimacy, spiritual closeness is the key to knowing God's will for your life. And some of you are so distant from God. You're separated from God. Some of you are closer to people than you are God. Some of you are closer to your cell phones and your email and your text and your tweets than you are to your God. Some of you are closer to your money than you are God. Some of you are closer to your sports. You know all about the game. You know all about the stats. You know who did what. And don't know the first five books of the Bible. The closer you get to God, the better you'll know his will. You want to know God? Seek to get closer. Draw nearer and nearer. As a matter of fact, you all, let me tell you something. Satan is too busy. The world is too dangerous for you not to be close to God. We need to be as close to God as we can get. Every day I want to get closer.
3: Thank you for tuning into this program for the Marinette Bible Church Broadcast Ministry. This broadcast is supported in part by your generous financial contributions, and we invite you to partner with us in spreading this important word throughout our local community and the world. If the Lord spoke to you in this message, let us know Call us at 210-821-5683. Even better, come and visit us at 7855 East Loop 1604 North, Converse, Texas 78109, directly across from Randolph Air Force Base. If you'd like to order today's message, visit our website at www.maranathasa.org where you will find an archive of audio and video messages. You can also find service times, directions to the church, upcoming events, and much, much more. Tune in to pastor after Draper continues to teach us from the Word of God. Thank you for joining us today. and May the Lord's blessings be
0: upon you. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells.